Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We're missing the do 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 for for you, Frank. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Reggie, what's going on, buddy? Greggy, what's going on with you, bro? You really got you, you got it down. Did you practice that all weekend? No, I didn't. I didn't do it much over the weekend. Should I talk with a lisp for the rest of the show? If you want. Oh, it's going to be tough to do. It's a Wednesday. It is. It's a... Trade, trade deadline, trade show, show yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be wild. So we always do the trade show. We always do a trade deadline uh, or trade show every Wednesday, right? Like who you should trade, who you should be buying, who you should be selling. Uh, yesterday, the NBA had their own trade deadline. And NBA, the NFL <laughs> had their own trade deadline. And the NFL loves the trade now. It's great. No, it's funny you mix it up with the NBA trade deadline because the NFL trade de- deadline felt like it. Yeah, felt like the NBA and the MLB trade deadline, which we're used to. You know, a bunch of different crazy trades going on. We don't normally see this in the NFL, and obviously, we're going to get in, into all the players that were moving around and how it affects their fantasy football value. But you have to remember, the NFL is a different beast than the NBA and baseball when it comes to players moving from one team to another. It's not just, all right, we're going to plug you in, we're going to tell you, run a go-route every time, run a quick slant every time, and that's it. Like, you need to come in, you need to learn a new playbook, you need to learn a new offense, you need to develop a rapport with a new quarterback, or you need to learn, you know, pass-blocking schemes if you're a running back. You need to learn, like, defensive play calls. I mean, for guys like Dante Fowler who are getting traded to the Los Angeles Rams, baseball, go swing a bat. Hey, you're gonna play first base today. You're gonna you're gonna be a DH. Like you know, it's very straightforward. Hey, you're gonna do what we tell you to do. NBA. Hey, uh, you know, we need to do you for bench depth. You're gonna come in. You're gonna be part of an eight man rotation. You're gonna play. Football's a lot different than basketball and baseball, Greg. But uh, it, it was it was fun and a, a lot of fantasy football value tr- uh, changed because of the trade deadline yesterday. So I'm excited. I I, I absolutely agree. I'm excited. <laughs> You don't like this? Greg, I, I mean, do look, like it. No, I'm in. I'm in on it. You're giving me looks over here. I'm the only one. I'm in on I it, man. I walk in today. Well, I mean, shout out to Bavona. He was he's, Bavona, he's rocking the... Cannon. Cannon. I didn't know Cannon was dressed up Ventral. until I saw him up here in the, uh, doing the news for, for, the, for the Carton show uh, because he wasn't dressed up downstairs. But come on, man. Greg, let me down, bro. Yeah, I, I'm, I apologize. DFS. We're, the most, we're supposed to... The fun ones. We're supposed to set the bar for the most fun show we don't set on the, the network. We don't set the bar. We, we are the bar. That was too good. Yeah, we're supposed to be the fun show. I know. I I screwed it up, man. I didn't. I didn't dress up. Too much. I was on my looking mind. forward to the short shorts. I know you were. Too much of my mind today. We have a lot going on today, you and I. <laughs> it's only getting worse. 
I don't even know. I don't even. I don't even know why yet, which is exciting. <laughs> I don't even know why. I'll tell you during the break. How upset am I going to be? Um, I'm. I, I don't know how upset you're going to be. And was it my fault? <laughs> it wasn't my fault. We're just going to keep the wrestling. Was uh, it? Was it my fault? Was it my fault? Uh, it's. It's everybody's fault. Damn it. <laughs> Hoping for a no. Okay, let's get into the trade deadline <laughs> stuff from yesterday. Yeah. Um, let's start with the obvious and then go to the most surprising, if that's cool with you. Yep. All right. We'll start with Marius Thomas, who literally, as we were signing off, the last 30 seconds of the show, <laughs> you hear ants marching in the background and our entire show obsolete. Because Demarius Thomas traded over to the Houston Texans uh, for a fourth rounder. And Houston gets their second wide receiver with Will Fuller out. Kiki QT moves back into the slot. And perhaps the biggest winner of yesterday was Cortland Sutton. Let's talk about Demarius Thomas first, and then we'll get into Cortland Sutton. DT, value up, down, or even? I would say it's a slight uptick. Uh, and I know... That might be a bit counterintuitive to what I was saying before because he does need to come in and learn a new offense. But overall, just looking at it here, he's going to be playing with the best quarterback he's played with since Peyton Manning. And, you know, not Peyton Manning towards the end of his career that, you know, just barely won a Super Bowl because of the Broncos' defense. I'm talking about, like, primetime Peyton Manning. This is the best quarterback in Deshaun Watson that he's played with. Case Keenum was, all right, like, he was serviceable this year. He's made Emmanuel Sanders certainly fantasy viable. You know, Sanders is a top 12 wide receiver right now. I don't know if people realize that. I agree they don't. He's, he's been amazing. But Demarius Thomas, not so much. So now he goes over and plays with Deshaun Watson. I would say, you know, right now he's been a mid-range wide receiver three. And when I say slight uptick, Demarius Thomas, his value playing opposite of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to obviously see a lot of defensive coverage. So Demarius Thomas, again, you know, he's going to see single coverage now. You know, maybe something that he hasn't seen in a long time. I still think... You know, he'll be in play for anywhere from six to eight targets a game with the Texans. He's a high-end wide receiver three. That's why I say slight uptick. I don't think it moves the needle all that much for Demarius Thomas. I tend to agree. But as you said, perhaps the most important thing is he's moving over to a quarterback that is competent. Case Keenum, average. But when it comes to Deshaun Watson... This is a guy that's on the rise, and this is an offense that moves the ball and it loves to pass the ball down the field. DeAndre Hopkins is without question the one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Obviously, the wide receiver one on the Houston Texans. Demarius Thomas is no longer seeing the best cornerback. I know Manuel Sanders is a top twelve wide receiver, but a lot of the times the best cornerback opposing them is on Demarius Thomas. Thomas doesn't have to see that anymore. He may have some more open looks, and I think. Given that he's healthy right now, we may see an uptick in usage for Demarius Thomas and an uptick in not just availability, but open ability, essentially. I expect him to get more open than ever. Open ability, I love it. Like that one? Let's, let's make it a thing. Kiki QT was involved before and after and during Will Fuller, and I think his value will be that. Unfortunately, it's down from where it was yesterday, obviously, but it's still... Up in general, I think the slot wide receivers, which we've been in on, mm-hmm. you and Florio in particular, have been in on them all season long. QT's going to have his role in this offense. I still think these guys, uh, Lamar Miller sucks. I stand by that. So I, I, Not this week. In Denver. Week? I have him at the top 12 running back. Here we go again. Sorry. Hey, what did I say about Lamar Miller last week? You were right, about, you were right last great. week, man. You were right yeah. last week. You're going to have at least one more good game, and then maybe we're selling. I think we're going to see a lot from Demarius Thomas. I think there's an uptick in value. It's not a huge uptick, but I think there's an uptick. I'm more 
I'm more interested and intrigued by Demarius Thomas right now than I have been at any point during the season. And I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair to say. Uh, I want to touch on Kiki QT a little bit. I think the addition of Demarius Thomas here gives them time for him to get healthy. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play this week now, Greg, and then they have the bye week next week. So, you know, kind of similar to what we've seen out of the running backs, giving them the weeks off and through the bye to get completely healthy so that they don't re-injure that hamstring. I think that's what we see with Kiki QT this week as well with the Houston Texans. They give them this week off. They have the bye week in week 11. The next time we see Kiki is week 12. That's just me speculating, but I think based on them going out and Demarius Thomas, that's what it tells us. And for those wondering, you know, what will the, the target breakdown be? Remember, there were games where Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kiki all played together, and... You know, Kiki had that 15-target game against the Colts. He had a seven-target game against the Cowboys where he scored a touchdown. And then the targets kind of dipped, but he dealt with the hamstring injury. So I think he will also be in the wide receiver three uh, conversation, especially in PPR once everybody is healthy and acclimated in this offense. I also don't want to leave out the fact that there is a connection between Deshaun Watson and Kiki QT. You you have to build chemistry with a quarterback and the wide receivers. And as talented as Demarius Thomas is, it's a short week now, right? He gets there yesterday. They play on Sunday. Yeah, they face Denver, and he doesn't have to move, and he's, it's cool. Still got the same locker. Um, probably not. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, we may see a, a uptake this week with Kiki QT, and then it may go the other way, but I still think he's going to be a major part of this offense as long as he can remain healthy. He's had a uh, good amount of time to get over this hamstring injury, but it has been nagging. We saw him re-injure You think what- he plays this week? I don't I, think he does. You don't think QT plays this week? No. Really? I think the, them going out and getting to Marius Thomas— Gives them Is another I mean, wide receiver to put, to put on the field this week. I don't think they want to rush him back with this hamstring. Okay. Next week, they have a bye. It's very similar to the running back situations on other teams. I don't think they want to force him back and risk him re-injuring himself, and then maybe you don't get him back for the next you know two to three weeks. Because I thought he was taking last Thursday off in order to be able to play this week. Because remember, remember they're on the long week after they played on Thursday night. So it's an interesting stretch. No, there's still a chance. Again, this is just me speculating. Because I haven't read anything negative about him. The last I read about QT, totally correct me if I'm wrong, was that he expects to play this weekend. Um, There was nothing that I saw that went either way. Either way. Okay. Um, So there you go with Kiki QT. Another wide receiver traded yesterday. Last week was Amari Cooper. Yesterday, Demarius Thomas and Golden Tate. We had read rumors earlier in the day that Golden Tate would be traded for a fourth-round pick. I know, Frank, you were pretty stunned by this. Um, Ultimately, he wasn't traded for a fourth-round pick. He was traded for a third-round pick. I want to get into his value in just a second. I realize I just stepped over the biggest story, uh, which is Cortland Sutton. Very in the lead. I apologize. Uh, So Demarius Thomas, Keaton Cutie, they're in Houston. In Denver, Emmanuel Sanders is a wide receiver one, but... Denver's top young wide receiver is Cortland Sutton. How high is his value right now? I would say he is on the cusp of being a low-end wide receiver, too. And maybe I'm a little bit too high on him, but I think he's right there. You know, that top 25 wide receiver range, you know, that's what we expected out of Demarius Thomas coming into the season. But Cortland Sutton was kind of eating into his production now, we don't have to worry about that. There's a clear-cut wide receiver, two on this team. We know what Emmanuel Sanders is going to do. Sanders had seen 23% of the target share this year. Demarius Thomas at 19.86%, so right around that 20% target share. And Cortland Sutton, even with Demarius Thomas in the lineup, was at 13%. Now I think we see Cortland Sutton up around that 20% target share, maybe even exceeds that target share. And if you look at the way that they were using Sutton this year, Greg, it was a lot of down-the-field passes, too. Despite having 16 fewer targets than Demarius Thomas this year, Portland Sutton had just 50 less air yards. 
So they're targeting him down the field. Uh, he has one of the highest A dots on the season as well. So I think we could see a lot of big plays out of Corlin Sutton. Demarius Thomas, also the highest targeted receiver in the red zone this year for the Denver Broncos with eight. So I think Corlin Sutton, with the big body he has, six foot three, 220 pounds, we'll see him get used in the red zone as well. I'm very excited. I think he's a, he's a high-end wide receiver three, borderline wide receiver two moving forward. Yeah, I really like him too, and I think you're actually hit the nail on the head on his value. And you mentioned the A dot for Cortland Sutton, which is great. And I think that number may get slightly worse because he's going to be more involved. I think yeah. he'll, he'll be, see he'll see you know some shorter to intermediate yes. passes that Demarius Thomas was getting before. Exactly. I think. One of the reasons they felt comfortable making this trade is, yeah, Demarius Thomas cost them money, and he's a veteran. He's not necessarily part of the long-term future. They wanted to get more Cortland Sutton more opportunity. And when given that opportunity recently, he's gotten the job done. He's been on radars really since this summer where he was dominating the preseason. And all you read coming out of Denver camp was just what the connection was like between Case Keenum and Cortland Sutton. Now it's real. Now you have the opportunity. Do you think Emmanuel Sanders will take a step back because of the because of the ascendance of Cortland Sutton. No, I think uh, where the way we valued Emmanuel Sanders before, kind of like that high-end wide receiver too. I know he's a top 12 wide receiver right now, but I'm not valuing Emmanuel Sanders as such. I think he's in that high-end wide receiver too discussion. That's pretty much where he's been. He's dominated targets this year. He's made the most of those opportunities. He himself making a lot of plays downfield. Uh, he could see more you know, double coverage now, maybe that hurts him a little bit more. But I just, I still do think that the target share is there for him. Uh, not much changes for Emmanuel Sanders, in my opinion. High-end wide receiver, too, for fantasy purposes. The, anything else with this trade before I get to go back to Golden Tate? Uh, keep your eye on Deshaun Hamilton. Because they also okay. used a draft pick on him. Uh, the team was very high on him in the preseason. That might open up some... Uh, opportunities for him. This is more of a deeper league. Uh, maybe just keep him on your scout team for now, but keep your eyes open for Deshaun Hamilton. Golden Tate goes from Detroit to Philadelphia, and it's very phony to me, Frank, because this is basically the same trade for both teams. The same exact trade that we just saw between Denver and Houston is what you're getting between Detroit and Philadelphia. Golden Tate, an aging wide receiver who is not going to be part of the long-term future despite how consistent and how good he still is, traded to a team that could use him right now. Detroit wanted to see the ascendance of their young wide receiver, Kenny Galladay. People, uh, particularly J.J. Zacharias, have called him Baby Tron for years. And we saw it this year, him really step up and produce as an every week wide receiver. We thought he was going to ultimately replace Marvin Jones. The fact is, he's ultimately replacing Golden Tate. I think it's a good spot now, even better for Carrion Johnson, because some of those intermediate routes, those short routes that Golden Tate specialized in, Carrion Johnson's going to get now which is great. I think that Ken, uh, Kenny Galladay will not be taken off the field, and neither will Marvin Jones. I think if you're still a member of the Detroit Lions, everyone's value goes up with this trade. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones especially, I think both guys ascend into you know mid-range to low-end wide receiver twos. And I know the Detroit Lions have you know started to run the ball more this year, and uh, we're seeing that out of Kerryon Johnson. He's run the ball very well. So you know what you mentioned about him getting more work in the past game. It's, we just saw this past week, he saw career highs in targets, re receptions, receiving yards. It all still does hinge on Theo Riddick you know, being out for this team. If Theo Riddick returns and maybe you know, they use him out of the slot, he gets some of that Golden Tate usage, but especially for Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. I mean, we just saw the massive targets and, and just a huge game for Marvin Jones this past week, so we still know what he's capable of. This reminds me a lot of when Rex Burkhead went down for the New England Patriots, Greg, from a wide receiver perspective, it just 
clears everything up. When that happened for the Patriots, we knew Sony Michelle on early downs, he's going to get his work in the red zone. We knew James White was going to do whatever he does. The same thing now could be said for Detroit. You have your two starting wide receivers in Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. They're going to absolutely do their thing. They're going to make the most of this opportunity. Even with this team kind of trending more towards running the football, I mean, they were getting, you know, Golden Tate was seeing a lot of targets every single week. So you take a guy out of the offense who was seeing, you know, anywhere from eight to ten targets a game, you know, those, you're going to sprinkle four here to Galladay, five here to Marvin Jones. It undoubtedly helps both. Both are in the wide receiver two discussion now, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. You're very comfortable with them as wide receiver twos. And honestly, I want to play them. I, I, I'm happy to put them in my lineup. Forget being comfortable. Uh, I'm happy to play them in my lineup. On the other side, for Golden Tate, who heads over to Philadelphia. He now is a second bye, which obviously stinks. How does he fit in with the Eagles? This is a little bit harder to figure out. Uh, I think what, what's going under the radar here is it hurts everybody, except for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz's value goes up here. Sure. But Zach Ertz was seeing a career-high 27% of the target share. That's a massive, massive number. That he's There's no way he's going to be able to continue that. If you don't trade for a guy in Golden Tate, give up a third-round pick, you're not going to use him at least for six to eight targets per game. Golden Tate's not going to get the same target share he did before. He's going to eat into Zach Ertz. He's going to eat into Alshon Jeffrey. It hurts everybody except Carson Wentz. Right? You didn't even mention the person. I believe it hurts more. I'll tell you who that is when we come back. Who are you trading? Who are you adding? Who are you dropping? We'll break it down for you next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy best friends forever. There's a wrestling game review on Friday at noon, by the way. Turn the BFFs. Is, yeah. Is that the Saudi Arabia thing? Back to Saudi Arabia they go. Controversial in their own right. Oh, yeah. Do you know what's going on with that? Save it for a different show. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Back to Golden Tate on the Eagles. His value goes down. Although we've counted him out before. And for many reasons, maybe we're doing that again. But I agree. His value goes down. Would you take a shot trying to propose the trade to the Golden Tate owner and be like, listen, his value is down. He's on, a buy. He's on a second buy right now. Maybe take a stab. Try and buy low on him? Yes. <sighs> I get where your head is at here, but I just don't know how he can replicate or even come close to what he was doing. He had a 27% target share. With the Detroit Lions this year. He was at 69 targets. He had 508 receptions. He was on uh, 508 receptions. 508 receiving yards, 44 receptions. He was on pace for over 100 receiving yards and what, nearly, you know, 150 targets ish? 140, 150 targets? It's just that kind of pace that he was on. There, I don't see a way that he's going to come close to that now. I mean, Zach Ertz. Again, he saw nearly 28% of the target share 
uh, with the Eagles this year. Alshon Jeffrey, nearly 24% of the target share. Obviously, it completely kills Nelson Aguilar. Like, he's he's droppable. He was a guy who excelled in the slot last year. We know Golden Tate is going to come in and play the slot here for the Philadelphia Eagles. Do I try and buy low on him? In a PPR, if someone is freaking out and they just, they're trying to get anything they could for Golden Tate right now, I still think in PPR he's going to have low-end wide receiver two value. But in a non-PPR, I mean, he's, he's basically a wide receiver three. Then I'm thinking, if you believe he's the wide receiver three, I'm going to take a stab at him. I'm going to try to buy low on that. Well, wide receiver three in, P- in non-PPR. In PPR, I still think he's a low-end wide receiver two. But the owner might believe more that he's a wide receiver three everywhere, potentially. I don't know. I'm kind of interested in, interested in taking the step. Yeah, I get what you're saying because it could, it could go both ways. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz completely, you know, maybe they forfeit three or four targets each, like, you know, three yeah. targets per game each. And then, you know, Aguilar just completely falls out of it. Maybe Golden Tate continues getting his, you know, eight to ten targets, whatever it might be. They gave up a lot of draft capital for him. They gave up a third-round pick. So they're clearly going to use him. They're in a dogfight right now in the NFC East. So I, I get what you're thinking is, but it can. this is a trade that can go both ways. This is like how, tra- how risk-averse are you? Because if you trade for Golden Tate, there's a very good chance that he doesn't come close to the value that he was providing with the Detroit Lions. And uh, I, I think that's very reasonable based on you know how Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey were being used for uh, on the Philadelphia Eagles. So yeah, it's definitely risky. Yeah, I Golden Tate was, was wide receiver 19 this year in half point PPR. So that's his value. He was a mid range to low end wide receiver two in half PPR. I think you got to at least dock him a few targets per game. I think that's fair. I think that's probably fair. Not think- to mention the, the rapport, the connection that he had with Matt Stafford. There's something to be said for that too. Is he going to come in and just kind of hit it right off the, you know, hit it right off with, uh, with Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz is a very good quarterback. He, you can argue that he's better than Matthew Stafford, but it could take some time for them to develop that connection. It's a risky move trying to trade for him right now. On the, on the other side, too, I'm not just selling him away for the sake of selling him either. Would you give I don't want to wait and see and see what happens. Who do you like more the rest of the season, Golden Tate or Alshon Jeffrey? This is format dependent. In PPR, I'll take, uh, I'll take Golden Tate. In non-PPR, I'll take Alshon Jeffrey. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Alshon Jeffrey, and I go back to what we just... Both. Yeah. I'm going to go back to what we just mentioned about that chemistry. It's there with Alshon Jeffrey. Like, I wrote Alshon Jeffrey off big time coming into this year. I have zero shares of him. I wanted nothing to do with him. I was right there with him. I hated him. And he came back and did what he did. And he came back the week later and did what he did. Along with Zach Ertz, he is Carson Wentz's favorite target. He'll throw it to him in every situation. I don't think that just goes away. I really, really don't. I think Nelson Aguilar is doomed in a major way. Yeah, he's, um, he's cuttable. Even he's, in 14 team leagues, he's gone. You, and you cut him before this. Yeah, and I, he came up as a cut candidate either last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've already so, mentioned So you that. cut him anyway, but I believe that he's screwed. Alshon Jeffrey, I really like still. I'll take a shot on him. No problem. Zach Ertz, fine. But that's it. That's it for me. I wonder if this is a sign of. All right, Doug Peterson and the Eagles coaching staff just saying, all right, look, we can't run the football this year. We lost Jay Ajayi. The offensive line is not doing great from a run-blocking perspective. Nobody could get it done. We're just going to use Golden Tate as an extension of the run game. That's basically what he's been his entire career. A lot of passes close to the line of scrimmage. Never a guy who has had a big A dot in his career. He catches a lot of, uh, you know, 
close passes, and makes things happen after the catch. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL after the catch, and that's not going to change. So, you know, it's just, it's risky. Whatever you're trying to do with Golden Tate, ultimately, if I own him, I'm just taking a wait and see. Let me, you know, he's got a bye week to learn the Eagles offense, uh, practice a little bit with Carson Wentz, get things going, and I think they're going to make it a, they're going to they're gonna try, you know, obviously, to this first game out of the gate, I think they're going to try and get him involved. What happens after that? We'll see. Is there any other trade that I'm missing from yesterday? Uh, Ty Montgomery was traded to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I'm surprised the Ravens gave up anything for this. Because Ty Montgomery, if he I mean, wasn't traded did yesterday, they really give up anything? he was going to be cut. 2027th round picks. <laughs> Something. Doesn't, no, it's nothing. Um, Ty Montgomery, the reason why I bring this up is for actually for Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams' sake. Uh, I think it actually helps them for for moving forward. I you know, it's going back to the New England Patriots what we said about, you know, when Rex Burkhead went down. This kind of clears things up. I mean, there was a three-headed committee. Say what you will, Ty Montgomery wasn't getting a ton of touches every single game, but he was seeing five to seven touches. So now you take those off the field and you give maybe two or three of those to Jamal Williams and you give three or four of those to Aaron Jones, and now we're looking at Aaron Jones as a potential 15 to 18 touch running back every single week. And that's exactly what we've been begging for when it comes to Aaron Jones. Yep. And I tweeted this out last night. Drink, this past week, he played a season high by far in snaps. Aaron Jones, that is. 61.54% of the snaps for the Packers in week eight. That was their first game out of the bye. Uh, and again, Ty, uh, Ty Montgomery was seeing those five to seven touches. So I think Aaron Jones, it's arrow up. He's, you know, closer to that mid-range RB2, low-end uh, RB2 Whereas before, he was a flex running back. So I feel better about Aaron Jones moving forward based on his usage and the fact that Ty Montgomery is gone. For the Baltimore Ravens, look, I'm the Alex Collins apologist. I'm the Alex Collins truther. Um, I, don't, I don't know that this does much for him. I think it might kind of affect Buck Allen more than anything. Buck Allen, while he does his role well, he's a good pass blocker. He catches passes out of the backfield. He's not a very explosive player. I think Ty Montgomery is a more explosive version of Buck Allen. So I, I think it hurts him more than anybody. Maybe it takes, you know, one or two touches away from Alex Collins per week, which is not great because he was only seeing about, like, 12 to 15 touches anyway. But I think it hurts back Buck Allen more than it hurts Alex Collins. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I think uh, Ty Montgomery um, and Buck Allen will probably cancel each other out. I think Alex Collins' value remains unchanged. And Aaron Jones, even Jamal Williams pointing up right now. Both, both of those guys pointing up. I think yeah. in the obvious... Jamal Williams could just be the passing downs back now, too. We know how good he is as a, as a pass protector. So maybe we see his receptions rise a little bit. It's funny because I think that... Not funny, but like when the, in the obvious Packer passing situations, it'll be all Jamal Williams. Like He's going to get more opportunity. He's not going to come off the field um, anymore in those spots for Ty Montgomery. Obvious run situations, it'll be Aaron Jones. In the mix, you'll see more of Aaron Jones... Um, but Jamal Williams was dropping your league. I do think he's worth picking up. Yes, for sure. Especially in PPR. I think Espe- you see the receptions move up. And especially this week where you're, you're, people are desperate for running backs. Yes, and going up uh, against the Patriots with a game total up around, I think it's 56 and a half. Pull that up for you. 56 and a half. Patriots and Packers total for this week in New England. So a lot of points expected to be scored there. Greg, would you like to, to guess the, uh, the point total? Or the Rams and the Saints this week? Guess the, ra- the points over the Rams and the Saints. The Rams are dogs for the first time this year. I know that. Mm-hmm. They're in the uh, dome in New Orleans. In the dome in New Orleans. Uh, that's very New York New Orleans for sure. Um, 53 and a half. 
63 and a half? Yeah. Are you all right, dude? Why? <laughs> it's 60. It's 60 points. <laughs> My guess was not bad. I mean, 53 and a half. Greg, you were off by seven points. Yeah. You were my whole touchdown. 53 and a half is a lot of points. Yeah, but we're also talking about, you know, give me the, under in that the best offense in the, the uh, in the NFC. It's a lot of points. Going under. up against the Saints defense who has played better. Give me the under. I think the, this 60 total is right around where the uh, the Chiefs and Pats were at too, right? That game was at 60 and they ended up putting up like 80, I think. Yeah. Between the, between the Pats and the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really take the under on a Rams or Chiefs game right now. Probably mm. just to stay away from it. It makes sense. That makes sense for me. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if the closer we get to game time, this, this number is going to get hammered down to like 57. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm so confused. Um, what are you confused about, Greg? Nothing about my league, about waivers and I'm stuff. I'm confused. What are you confused about? Why aren't you in a Halloween costume today? Can I, oh, can I make you happy? Maybe. Depends what you do. Are you going to buy me uh, so I got a text message chicken just, nuggets I got, or something? Oh, that would make me happy. I got a text message just now. <laughs> From Rob Sussman. 20 piece nuggets. Rob five, Sussman texted me. Hey, Judy for Halloween, Judy's parents for Halloween got me a McDonald's gift card that I'll bring to lunch. We'll have lunch one day. How's that? You get 20, you'll get 20 piece nuggets. Not just for you, Wait, but we'll share I, that. I thought you were just saying that from like Rob Sussman's perspective. No. He gave you. Judy's parents, this is separate than Rob Sussman. Oh, all right. Judy's, oh, yeah, Judy's parents gave us, me, yeah, gave me, yeah. that make you happy. That made me ecstatic. Okay. So there you go. I'm happy. Give some nugs, baby. I'm happy to make you happy. And a sweet tea. Come on. <laughs> Look, so then... You can't say anything to me today, Greg. You're not in costume. Unrelated, my dad texted me. And he said, who's the new guy? I go, yeah, that, that's Frank. <laughs> who's the new guy? All right, so I guess the costume's pretty good. He goes, I go, that's... Should have told him That's Dustin. Frank. So I go, he's Dustin from Stranger Things. And he goes, oh my God, I knew he sounded the same. <laughs> Your costume's pretty good then. I, um... I, over the weekend, I went to Halloween party. Now he just texted me, I can't believe you're saying this on the air. (laughs) I went to my family's Halloween party where I realized uh, leading up to this Halloween costume, I should have actually been eating a lot of chicken nuggets, Greg. I should have plumped up in preparation of being Dustin. Like, I should have really, like, got into the costume. Sure. Put on, like, an extra 20 to 30 pounds because, you know, you watch Stranger Things, Dustin, I mean, a little cute kid, but, you know, he's, he's a little chubby. He's a little chubby. I mean, not to say, you know, I'm, I'm not in peak physical fitness model by any means, but, you know, I could have I put on a couple LBs mm-hmm. for the Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you see, uh, like, Matthew McConaughey when he lost all that weight for whatever role he was playing. I think it was, like, that boxing movie. Pretty good movie, too. Um, it would basically just be the reverse. I put on a lot of weight for, uh, for my Halloween costume. No, don't do that. Should have done it. No, you shouldn't have. I mean, I'm already kind of doing it without knowing. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, you put on a lot of weight, then you got to lose it. But like, I feel like you're not going to do that. No, no. My peak years are behind me. It seems that way. <laughs> I peaked in college, Greg. It seems that way. I'm sorry, I also peaked in college. It makes you feel better. It was, it was fast. I was skinny. <laughs> well, you're still fast, right? I'm not. Think. I'm not not fast. All right, fast-ish. If you want to race, uh, Greg Sussman. Come on down to the Renaissance Hotel. I'm down to race. I'm going to give you the address, like uh, the king, the way. <laughs> like, no, like no, no, the king no, no. does. No, no, no. But you no, can no. figure it out. Renaissance Hotel, Midtown Manhattan, uh, right outside MSG. We'll race. You versus Greg Sussman. I'm all, Winner I'll, gets chicken nuggets. I'll probably lose. <laughs> admittedly, if you're like fast, you'll you'll beat me. You strike. No, but there are people in this world that are like, all right, we could tell you're not in like the greatest shape. You're not in the worst shape either, though, Greg. But I can tell that you're a guy who's sneaky fast. I can just tell by looking at you. 
not, I used you would to, beat I, me in a race. I've never been fast. I, I used to be really fast. Like when I play football, Greg, I'm not a I'm not a burner. I'm not like the Robbie Anderson. When I play, I'm I'm the finesse guy. I'm the route runner. I'm like Ocho Cinco. That's, I, I try to model my life after Ocho Cinco, who also loves, <laughs> not your best idea. Who also FIFA. loves McDonald's, by the way. And if you follow him on Twitter. But he doesn't drink alcohol, so I guess I don't have that part down. Can I get on this, on this race? Come on in, Bavona. Bavona, Bavona, I'm sorry to say, you would get dusted by Greg. I think so. Oh. Yeah. You fast. Bavona would get not... dusted by Greg. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I know I'm, I'm big, Frank, but like you said, I got sneaky speed. Sneaky speed from Bavona. Maybe. He's the guy who I look at and I wouldn't expect it. I'm not fast, though, man. Anymore. All right. Well, we're oh, gonna have to. We we're gonna have this. to set up like when wagers for this. We just go up to like one of the floors in the hotel and run down the run down the floor. No. Why? We gotta do it outside. Why? Like we, I, we need Gabe. Gabe's gonna be the odds maker for this too. Okay. Set up Greg Sussman versus the world racing event. Okay. I'm not fast though. You, you take know the that, field right? or you take Greg Sussman. You know that. I'm not, what kind of odds are we getting here? I'm not fast. I can't like stress that enough. Uh, I would say, out of everyone who works here, you might be the fastest person. Dude, you beat me up the stairs. Yeah, but that's different. In straight line speed, you'd beat me. I appreciate the confidence. I think spitting speeds would give you a run for your money. They would crush me. I don't know if he'd crush you. Like these interns, like, not interns. The, like, it, right, Alex the, would destroy, the interns would, Alex would destroy they would me. You. Yeah, they would. Oh, Alex that's would, a fact. Yeah, you'd wreck me. You'd probably, you'd probably like run track. Now right? I want to see no, it. I, the only sport I did was wrestling, but they, there was a lot of running in that, too. Yeah, Alex would Alex crush me. Alex was a wrestler. Alex would crush me. Alex, did you ever, did you ever spit promos before your wrestling matches? I would have loved to, but I was only the 95 weight class back in high school. Uh, so they really school. didn't look at us that. They Dude. didn't look at the little guys like that. We're like double his weight. You know that, right? Dude, I mean, Spike Dudley spit a good promo. You could spit a good promo. Here, entering the lightest feather in the gymnasium. Yeah, Alex you, you, you should shut your mic off now. <laughs> after that. After that. All right, then see me outside. A, 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 we'll, after, we'll take a 50 sprint. There after that performance. See me outside. After that performance. All right, then let's do it. 50, you would be Venture. Dash. You'd be Venture. I would be Venture. Yeah. I would definitely be Venture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'd, I'd be Corey. I, you could be Corey on crutches. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fantasy mm. football? You got anything? Yeah, let's just have the news of the day before we get to um, before we get to who you should be buying, who you should Getting be selling. Killed in the chats. Uh, news of the day: Ronald Jones is gonna miss a while with a hamstring injury. Uh, Peyton Barber is back, baby. Is there any support if you're desperate for a running back this week to pick up Jaquiz Rogers? Jaquiz Rogers. Of all the people we've mentioned this week so far, I'd rather have Devontae Booker. Uh, it looks like Matt Breed is gonna go. So. I'll take to quiz Rogers over Alfred Morris. I know we mentioned Morris as a potential pickup if Breida's out, but it looks like Breida's going to go. Uh, I, I would take Jaquiz over Morris in PPR. You would, okay. Um, PPR makes sense. I would take Jamal Williams over Jaquiz Rogers, though. I would take Jamal Williams in that matchup against the uh, against the the Patriots with no Ty Montgomery around anymore. Peyton Barber owning seventy four percent of leagues. So I mean. If you play in a 10-team league and like, you're really desperate for a flex this week, he might still be out there. 74. He's, he's available in about a quarter of fantasy leagues. Peyton Barber, that is. And I hate him. So mm. It's not his fault. It's Tampa Bay. They can't run block. Terrible. I have, I have fantasy news that's not football-related. Fantasy news that's not football-related. You're going to be very angry. Oh, no. Jimmy Butler is taking the next step in in, in six-week-long process aimed at getting the All-Star out of Minnesota as he will be sitting tonight against Utah, and that could lead to an extended absence. He started contemplating not playing on Tuesday, and the finals decision was made Wednesday morning. The 
Timberwolves Tournament general soreness and rest. But Butler informed Tom Thibodeau it was his decision, and I'm not playing. So we have a Le'Veon Bell situation with Jimmy Butler. Seems that we do. Something wrong going on in professional sports right now, Greg. I don't know how to fix it, but there's something seriously wrong. Who are you buying? Who are you selling? BFFs will tell you next. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Halloween spirit. Love it. At least someone's uh, into it here. You know, Bavona asked me uh, first thing this morning, he's like, hey, dude, so like, what Halloween music do you want for the BFFs today? And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't care, dude. Like, I threw a Halloween party. I'm into Halloween. I'm not saying I'm not. Yeah, we can see that, Greg. But I'm not into Halloween music at all. Yeah. You're dressed up as a corporate... Uh... Stooge. There you go. Sure. Doing a great job. <laughs> I, you know yeah, what? They found some stuff that you guys could both like. You, you know, know the Undertaker theme. Yeah, no, you're doing a great job. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I, you know what I the problem it. is? I'm not doing a great job. You know what you should have done? <laughs> you should have. You should have re- resurrected that cowboy shirt from the other day. <laughs> put on the cowboy hat. You should have grabbed it out of your garbage. Get the whole Philip Rivers, whatever. What do you call that thing? Uh, Steve said it earlier this week. I forget what it's called. And I don't know. It's that stupid thing of the horse. People in the chat. What's like the cowboy tie thing? It's just like a medallion. The horse racers. I don't know. The, the, what do you call it? The bull riders wore it when they were here. Southern tie thing. That's what I'm going to write on Google. Should work. A, a bolo yeah, tie. Yeah, a bolo tie. There you go. That was it. Yeah. You'd look great with a bolo tie. A bolo tie? That shirt that you were wearing the other day? Oh, man. This is great. Little cowboy hat going. You have any promo stuff you want to read? Yeah, okay, fine. I wasn't, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to, but I might as well do I it. mean, look, you don't want to get in more trouble. Congratulations to the thousands of you who had a profitable MLB daily fantasy season in 2018 using the Daily Roto MLB Optimizer. I just want to make this very clear. Um, you're also in trouble. We're both I'm not the them. one who has to read the promos. Now halfway through the NFL season, DailyRoto.com's NFL Optimizer has already produced millions of winnings for its subscribers, including multiple winners in the hundreds of thousands and a million-dollar winner. And with the NBA in full swing, the DailyRoto.com NBA lot of optimizer is now available, and subscribers are crushing it on a nightly basis. If you're hooked, you can now buy the DailyRoto.com Elite Package, giving you access year-round to the suite of successful tools and projections that DailyRoto.com subscribers have been using to print money in the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and PGA Daily Fantasy. When you sign up for the Elite Package, you get the new NFL betting tools they've rolled out, including against the spread, the money line, the game totals, and player props. Head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and check out what the Elite Package has to offer. If you don't, if you don't have a problem with winning money year-round, you're probably going to love it. Promo code is FNTSY for a special discount, so start winning today. Frankie? Yes, Greg? Do you have an NBA DFS lineup yet? Uh, no, I haven't even looked at anything yet. 
Really hoping that Anthony Davis can get back on the court because we need him in our season-long league. Badly. Especially now that Jimmy Butler's not going to play. How about our just whole team rest? The NBA, oh, God. Another day, Greg. Another, another day. It's tough, man. It's tough. We can, uh, look at the optimizer. I think I'm talking to either uh, Leone or Drew a little bit later on the night. We'll figure it out. Do the oh, Raptors play again? I doubt it. I don't think so. I don't think so. they play three games I think the row. Raptors need a day off. I wish they would so I could just play Pascal, Pascal Siakam, Siakam again. Siakam. Rock'em Siakam. And, that? Uh, Is that good? Like and that? our guy, Sergi Blocka, who's getting it done right now. Shout out to Sergi Blocka. That's who, the number one value tonight. Ooh. All right, so no Jimmy Butler. Obviously, that, that opens up everything for, for, for the Timberwolves. That's what we're looking at. And Andrew Wiggins has been banged up, too. So if Wiggins and Jimmy Butler don't play, you're looking at Josh Okogie again, $4,600. Derek Rose, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who they just refuse to you know, raise his price to where it actually needs to be. They've actually kind of raised it a little bit now. He's up to 5500 But before this, the guy was below $5,000 every single day, and he's just continuously putting up 25 to 30 fantasy points. So we're going to be looking at a few Timberwolves tonight as our, uh, as our value plays. Alrighty, Carl Anthony Towns has come up for the best game of the year. Uh, he'll probably be someone in my lineup. Only up to 9 k with no Jimmy Butler in the lineup. You have to imagine that usage rate is going to skyrocket. Love it. All right, guys that we're buying right now. David Johnson? Why is he on this list every week, Frank? He's on this list because he gets no respect, Greg. He's No respect, huh? He's, he's RB12 right now. Crazy. You realize that? Like, he's a low-end RB1. For, you know, everybody who wants to kill David Johnson right now, he's RB12. He's, he's six fantasy points behind Christian McCaffrey and half PPR. Crazy. They were, you know, I know that David Johnson, relative to where he was drafted, he was drafted in that top four group. You expected him to be as good as Todd Gurley, as good as, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley, guys like that. And mind you, he hasn't done that. But he's still in RB1. And I don't think that people realize that. I, I liked the usage that we saw the first game with Byron Left, which still want to see more targets. But, you know, he was targeted four times in that game, caught all four of his targets, uh, tied a season high for receiving yards in that game. I think. You know, the more uh, Byron Leftwich gets acclimated here as the offensive coordinator, we'll just see more targets. We actually saw, you know, David Johnson run routes as a wide receiver, which was something in that breakout season under Bruce Arians that he was doing quite often, and he was not doing that under Mike McCoy. So I do think better days are ahead for David Johnson. For everyone who's freaking out and says David Johnson has been this colossal bust, mm -hmm. he's still RB12. Still RB12, although, remember, he was taking him to top five. RB12, yeah, I mean, top five. Yes. Just want to remind you that. I know. Okay. Could be worse, though. <laughs> Could be worse. You're right. Who else was drafted there? Ezekiel has been what's, he, what's Ezekiel Elliott at? So Ezekiel Elliott has, he's already had his bye week, but he, he only has 10 more fantasy points than David Johnson. And David Johnson has not he's, had he's his bye week? week now. He's on his bye week right now. So you have to imagine Ezekiel Elliott's going to score at least, you know, 15 to 20, 20 points. Week. Yeah. So he'll, he'll have like a, 25 to 30 point lead over David Johnson. But, you know, you'd expect that to be higher. Ezekiel Elliott, another guy who hasn't necessarily lived up to the expectations that we had this season, but still RB9. So I think we're just kind of getting into the So it's here. still a top 10 running back. Yeah. Okay. Look, David Johnson could be Le'Veon Bell. At least he showed up and he's playing. But if the, Le if the Le'Veon Bell owners got James Conner, all is well. Yeah, if you were smart, unlike which, me. But you were not. Sure. But you were not. Sorry, Frank. Good thing I took Theo Riddick over James Conner. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I took Chase Evans instead of James Conner. Um, the other person you wrote here as a buy low is Michael Thomas. How is that?
buying low. Michael Thomas is awesome. So if you had to guess where Michael Thomas ranks right now among all wide receivers in half PPR, Greg, what would you say? I would say he's probably number nine. He's he's wide receiver 13. He's he's really fallen off a cliff here. Okay. So I think it creates a buying opportunity. And before I looked into his upcoming schedule, I was going to have Michael Thomas as an avoid as a trade candidate. Meaning if you have Michael Thomas you hold on to him because I think if you try and sell him right now, you're not going to get proper value in return. Uh, or, you know, maybe people will still remember what he did early on in the season. But that is a far cry. He is, he's far away from what he was doing early on in the season when he was getting, you know, 17, 18 targets a game. Greg, this Saints offense is back to playing good defense and running the football. That's, that's exactly what's happened right now. Since Mark Ingram has returned, Drew Brees has not surpassed 30 passing attempts in each one of those games. With that being said, they're going up against the Rams this week yep. with a game total up around 60. 60. And the upcoming schedule for Michael Thomas uh, gets very, very good. So if you have a fantasy owner in your league who's freaking out about Michael Thomas, I would actually try and buy. He has the Rams this week, uh, the Bengals in Week 10 who are allowing the fifth most fantasy points, the Eagles in Week 11 who are allowing the third most fantasy points, the Falcons in Week 12 who are allowing the second most fantasy points, and then he still has a matchup with the Tampa Bay Bucks in Week 14. And then if you make it to the championship in Week 16, faces the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are allowing the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So we have a very, very nice-looking schedule coming up for Michael Thomas. I, the problem is I don't, know, I don't know that anybody's selling Michael Thomas. Like, I understand, I understand where he is, and maybe his owners are frustrated with him. Why don't you go to your favorite Yahoo tool and let me know who's been traded for Michael Thomas recently. So look at his last four games, Greg, against the Giants. Four targets, four receptions, 47 yards. Not great, Bob. Against Washington, five targets, four receptions, 74. It's fine. Against the Ravens, nine targets, seven receptions, 69 yards and a touchdown. That's a great game. Against Minnesota, only six targets, five receptions, 81 yards. Five for 81. Look, this is similar to what we were getting out of Michael Thomas last year, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. In PPR, he's very safe. He's going to give you his, you know, 14-plus points. You know, he has a very safe floor in PPR. But just... If someone was, you know, who had him early on in the season when he was giving you 10 for 129, 12 for 89 and 2, 16 for 180 and 1, they've seen him kind of come back to earth from there and they might see him, all right, yo, oh, he's wide receiver 13, you know, let me try and still sell him based on his name value. I will pull up the uh, fantasy football trade machine via Yahoo, the trade market search. Which anyone could find if you. Just I have I have it up right now. Google it. I have it. All right. Oh, so let me know. All right. Michael Thomas was traded earlier today for Alshon Jeffrey, Kenyon Drake, and Tyrell Williams. And it's just like a weird trade. I always hate like when people ask you, you know, hey, I'm giving up the best player in the deal, but I'm getting three players in return, and one of those players is Tyrell Williams. So it's really just Alshon Jeffrey and Kenyon Drake. I mean, that's really not that's enough. a team where like not enough for me. If you're if you're four and four or three and five, you probably really need help and you need depth, and that's why they're making that trade. Michael Thomas and Jordan Howard for Tyreek Hill and Houston defense. Now Jordan Howard, someone we want to sell <laughs> what? for sure. What a weird trade. Weird deal. Weird you know, deal. That's another thing too. When people ask you about trades that involve defenses, like I know, but hey, I'm getting the Jags defense. No. Michael Thomas, Latavius Murray, and Amari Cooper. Wait, hold on. Michael Thomas. Latavius Murray. Oh, this is a big one. And Amari Cooper. Yep. For Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. and CMC. Seems like the person who gave up Michael Thomas gave up a little bit too much. Michael Thomas, Eric Ebron, and Joe Mixon for Gronk, Kenyon Drake, and Zeke. 
Say it again. <laughs> this is a weird one, too. Michael Thomas. Yep. Eric Ebron, who we don't like. No. And Joe Mixon. Yep. We like him a lot. We do. For Ezekiel Elliott, Kenyon Drake, and Gronk. Ugh. I don't like that one either. These are hard. These are, these I are keep hard. Michael Thomas and Joe Mixon. Last one. Don't like Gronk either. Michael Thomas, Kyle Rudolph, who we're out on. Better matchup this week. And Alex Collins. <laughs> How do you trade him away? Frank already likes this side of the trade. <laughs> For Julian Edelman and Kareem Hunt. Fair trade. I like that one. That's a fair trade. All right, 844-843-6879. We'll take your calls uh, up until the end of the program. As if you have trade calls, you, you want to know how the trade trades calls. yesterday. Please do not call in and ask us. Lineup questions. You know, right. hey, I need to pick up a tight end. Well, I mean, I'll help you out. That's fine. That's a fair question. I, just don't, I don't want your who do I start question. Chris yet. Herndon is your, you know, if you have Zach Ertz, he's your bye week guy this week. Chris Herndon is the guy. I think, like, my entire bench in my league, by the way, completely different now. It's great. I now have um, Alfred Morris, Josh Adams. It's hysterical. It's absolutely hysterical. What a waste of money I spent. Unbelievable. Uh, 844-843-6879. That's the number to join in. Uh, at this time, we'll sign off at YouTube. We'll say goodbye to Corey Parson. Or say hello to Corey Parson. Hey, hey, Corey. Goodbye. Goodbye, Corey. Goodbye to Frank <laughs> Stample and myself on YouTube. Coming up next is the Frenzy with Corey, Chris Venture, and Jim Day. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, make sure you subscribe. You rate us five stars and you leave a comment. And if you listen live on the radio, we'll go for another five minutes or so. Let's hit the phone line, Frank. It's 844-843-6879. And let's hit up Goose in California. What's going on, Goose? Hey, what's up, guys? <clears throat> Not much, man. Okay, so... Uh... I got um, Kenyon Drake and uh, Sutton. And uh, was that was that Sutton? What do you think about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what do you guys think about trading him for Keenan Allen? So you would trade Kenyon Drake and Cortland Sutton for Keenan Allen? Is that correct? Yeah, I just picked up Drake off the wire. I picked up um, Sutton last week. Who are your so, running backs outside of Kenyon Drake? This is definitely a tending one. I got. Uh, Zeke, Ingram, Cook, Lindsey. And, and, uh, I would make this trade, yes. I would do it. You would? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I would just make kind of for a second I mean, time just, it might be a lot of value, but. <clears throat> yeah, you, you just don't need Kenyon Drake on this team because you're never going to play him. Between Correct. Mark Ingram, right. Philip right. Lindsey. Like, they're all in the same discussion right now. They're all in that RB2 discussion, but you also have Zeke, uh, Cortland Sutton. Again, he's he's high end wide receiver three, borderline low end wide receiver two right now. But better days are coming coming for Keenan Allen. I would make the trade as well. So there you go. Goose. All right, there, there oh. you go. Frank and I yep. both in on making a deal. I'm pretty much always going to want to acquire Keenan Allen, except when I have a chance to draft him, and instead I would choose Devontae Freeman. Uh, but other than that, you know, <laughs> Keenan Allen. You know, Keenan Allen's having a real weird season because you want to say he's a buy low, and he did the same thing last year. I mean, halfway mm-hmm. through the season, we were freaking out about Keenan Allen. He's having a terrible year, but he's one of these guys who has the ability to just absolutely dominate. And look where he ended up by season's end. He was a top five wide receiver. Right now, he ranks as wide receiver 30. Greg. So I like the idea of trying to buy low, but based on that trade, he wasn't really buying low. Like, to me, he was actually giving up a lot of value. Kenyon Drake and Cortland Sutton for Keenan Allen, that's a lot of value to give up, but... Based on the other running backs he had, I, I think he was able to make that happen. So I was reading Keenan Allen's stats earlier. He's actually been very uber consistent, to be honest with you. Um, I know it hasn't been ultra exciting, but he has... I mean, you know who else has been consistent, Craig? Michael Crabtree. Keenan Allen's better than Michael Crabtree, Frank. Is he? Yes. Is he this year? I Let's hope. See. Please. 
Michael Crabtree's wide receiver 34. Uh-huh. And Keenan Allen? Uh, wide receiver 30. So, like I said, Keenan You're Allen... off by five fantasy points. Like I said, Keenan Allen is clearly the better than Michael, Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree has 13 more, 14 more targets than Keenan Allen this year. Keenan Allen, much better. Much, much better. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you're looking. Mm-hmm. Michael Crabtree has one more touchdown than Keenan Allen as well. Keenan Allen is one of those guys who could just go off. But I think this, I, this identity of the Chargers' offense right now is just a lot of... All right, we're going to run Melvin Gordon. We're going to throw to Melvin Gordon. We're going to run Austin Eckler. We're going to throw to Austin Eckler. And then we're just kind of, they're kind of doing like this wide receiver committee thing right now that the Seahawks are doing too. Like, hey, if Tyrell Williams is open down the field, hey, we'll give him five targets. You know, we'll, if, he's, if he's catching long passes, we'll throw it to him. If, if Mike Williams can help us out in the red zone, we'll, you know, we'll throw it to him a few times. It, it's not, Keenan Allen is just not dominating targets the way that we've seen him do it in years sure. past. They haven't needed him to do that. The defense is playing better, too, and they haven't even got Joey Bosa back. Don't look now, Greg. My yeah. Los Angeles Chargers are on the rise. The Los Angeles, the same Los Angeles Chargers that you poo-poo every single week. Mm. Underdogs in Seattle this week as well. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fun game, actually. And Seahawks versus Chargers? I mean, I, I hear you. I didn't poo-poo the Chargers. No, you hate the Chargers. <laughs> you hate them. Seahawks one-and-a-half-point favorites, Greg, with the 12th man at home. What do you think of that game right now? Seems, seems good for you. Chargers? You know, you know who my team was? Like the Chargers? You know, who, you know who my team was? It's a close game. The Chiefs. My team was the Chiefs. True. They're doing well. Chiefs Rams Super Bowl called before the season by yours truly, Greg Sussman. Yes. Pretty excited about that. Any other callers or is that it? Yeah, I think we're done. All right. I think we're done tonight. Um, <laughs> Frenzy's, up, fr- Frenzy's up next. Um, it's been a fun show, Frank. A lot of trades. Tomorrow we'll reveal uh, some lineup ranks with the quarterback and the tight end for Frankie. Uh, we'll also talk to Dr. A or Virginia from Inside Injuries with the latest on all the injury updates, including Cooper Cup, who might be back this week, which is exciting. That's a good one. Hopefully we can get uh, a Matt Breida update because he's playing tomorrow night. So I will try and, to remember. And a CJ Beathard update because if he doesn't play quarterback, who the hell's playing quarterback for the 49ers? Some guy that's very, very bad. <laughs> I mean, very, very bad. you can say the same thing about CJ Beth. For Frank Stavel, my name is Greg Sussman. The Fantasy Football Frenzy comes your way next. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Happy Halloween. Stay safe. Go trick-or-treating. Have some fun. See you tomorrow. We hope. <laughs>